You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome everybody to another episode of The Royal Access. I am so glad that you guys have been chilling with your girl. If you have listened to all episodes, just pat yourself on the back and I just want to say thank you for being here with me. We are in the series called Gold, G-O-A-L-D, because our ultimate goal in life should be for God to purify us like gold so we can be more like him. And we know in life, our goals tend to be, I want to make a lot of money. I want to have an amazing husband. I want to have beautiful children. I want to be famous. I want to have a great job. I want to bring in this kind of income. I mean, the list goes on and on, but rarely you ever hear someone say when you ask them, what are some of your goals in life? You rarely hear someone say, say my ultimate goal is to just be more like Christ and that should be our main goal we should be seeking first the kingdom of God and allowing God to bring all of the amazing things that he has for our life on earth to us because our goal is to get to heaven this earth is just a pit stop this is a temporary place but when we live our life thinking about eternal life we live differently we don't expect to try and find all of the happiness and pile it into this one time here on earth because we know it doesn't end here. And it's not saying I don't want to be happy. It's not saying that I don't want to enjoy life. But what it's saying is more than I want to be happy, I want to be holy. More than I want to have all of these nice things, I want to know that my life is a life that's pleasing to God. And so that's why I thought that this series was so important because I've spent so much time as a Christian just going to God, asking for the things that I wanted. And so today, I wanted us to dive a little deeper when thinking about gold. And these are the steps to freedom, steps to getting to a point where I am really pressing towards being more like Christ. And so one of the ways that we do that is through prayer. And so gold, why should I pray if God is ultimately in control is the topic that we're diving in today. The topic of prayer. If God is sovereign, if God has all control, why do I need to pray? And I don't know if you've ever asked yourself that before, but that's what we're going to dive into today. Why should I be praying? And some of the areas we're going to touch is why should I pray? If I pray, what should I be praying? And then last, we're going to talk about how, how we should pray. And so I want you to know, like, just like me, if you've ever asked that question, like, why do I need to pray if God is sovereign, if God is all knowing, if God is in ultimate control, if he's going to do whatever he wants to do in the first place, why should I pray? That question is a selfish question. It means that when you pray that you are probably praying selfish prayers and you've prayed selfish prayers before and haven't seen all of those prayers come to pass. And so you get angry with God. And I don't know if that shoe fits for you, but that's what the reality was for me. When I really sat down with God and evaluated, if I'm asking why do I need to pray if God is going to make the final decision, that means that I'm praying selfishly. And that I don't truly understand the power of prayer. I don't truly understand the reason for praying. And so I told God, if that is true from my heart, and I know it's true, you're telling me it, so I know it's true. Help me to to learn why it's important to pray, what I should pray, and how I 
can pray. Wash me with that word. So I want you to know that every time that I come before you, it's a word that God has washed me with. It's something that I hope will touch your heart and help you to grow more in your relationship with him because that's that's the reason he told me to start the royal access because as Christians, as believers, we need help on this journey to be more like Christ. It just doesn't happen automatically. We need community. And even though wherever you are listening to this podcast, whether you're walking on the road, whether you're listening in your car, whether you're doing dishes and you have it on in the background, I may not be there physically with you, but I believe that this is a sense of community, of getting together and being able to help to restore and refresh you with the word that God has given to me. So let's get into it. When I think about why prayer is so important, I think about relationship and having that relationship with God. And one of the stories I'm reminded about is when I lived in LA, y'all heard me talk about LA before. I loved LA and I had a car. It's a rental car that I had while I was over there because obviously I didn't live there permanently. So I got a car part-time. And while I had that car there part-time, I was on the streets of LA and from the Bahamas. And so therefore, I've never lived in LA before this time. So I don't really know where to go. But GPS was on my phone. So the GPS on my phone was so plug, it almost made me think that I knew what I was doing. Because you almost kind of forget that the GPS is telling you where to go because it comes so natural you jump in the car you put in your location and the gps says turn left turn right get on the get on the next lane it's not like old school where you had the map quest and you had to like you knew that map was leading you because you're like trying to drive and do the map it's like it's just in your ear while you're driving and so i got so confident i stayed on the streets of la just going wherever i wanted to go because i just had to jump in the car put in the location and go so one night i'm hanging out with friends i'm going from one event to the next event and putting it in my gps and then i'm like probably 30 or 40 minutes away from home but it's not even like a big deal to me because I'm like, I know where I'm going. And so I don't check my phone. I don't have a phone charger and my phone dies. I am so confident. I am like, I've been on these streets for the last two months. I've been up and down. I know where to go. It's fine that the phone died. I just take this corner and that corner. Let me, let me tell y'all, let me, friends, friends, let me tell y'all how I did get lost on that road. Don't know where I go in. I got lost, good and lost on that road. And so much to the point, I was like, how am I going to get home? I have no phone to call anybody. The GPS is down and it can't tell me where to go. And I'm just driving around. And so I, I finally found a CVS, driving aimlessly, found a CVS, bought a car charger, sat in my car, charged my phone. Let me tell you how I put that address in the phone and I am like 40 minutes in a next direction away from the place that I live. I was like, oh my gosh. I got so confident that I felt like I didn't even need the GPS anymore. I didn't even realize the GPS was guiding me. And I, the reason I tell that story is because I think that's how we get with God when we're living our life. We are so used to God being there that we start to take him for granted. We start to think that I am moving throughout this life on my own. I Like me, I thought that, you know, I'm driving through the streets of LA on my own. You don't know one place to go in LA. This GPS is guiding you every step of the way. But that's how I got confused. And I think that's how we get confused when we live this Christian walk, thinking, I don't need to pray all the time. I don't need to constantly stay seeking God and 
seeking, what he's trying to say to me. I got this. I say a little prayer in the morning after I finish my devotion and then I live my life. And then me and God will talk again for 20 minutes during my 20 minute devotion as I get ready in the morning. And that's it. That's the only time I need to speak with him. I don't need no long drawn out prayer. Pray before I eat. That's it. I don't really need to cultivate a prayer life, especially because he got it all under control. I prayed sometimes and he didn't bring it to pass. And one of the things that I realized is that you have to stay in constant connection because the immediately, immediately when I lost connection, I got lost. Immediately when I lost connection to the GPS, I got lost. So that is how we are in our Christian walk. The minute you lose connection with God, you are lost. You don't know where you're going and you're off track to where God is leading you to go. You're off track away from home because you stopped listening to God. You didn't charge your battery. And that's what happens to our Christian walk. If we don't stay in the word, if we don't constantly pray, our relationship with God begins to die. And that's how any relationship is. We have to think about our relationship with God like we think about the relationship that we have with others. One thing that God told me too is that if you are in a relationship with God, then you are opposing the enemy. So if you and the enemy are not on the same team, that means the enemy is against you. So what is happening is that without knowing this lack of passion to pray is a tactic by the enemy so that he could prevent you from experiencing the joy, the peace, having the patience and self-control for the things that God wants to do in your life because he's taking away your prayer life. The enemy is fighting you. I remember one time, it was a couple of years ago, and God was like, I need you to get up. You are in a fight and you're losing and you don't even know it. I was like, fight. And at that time, nothing really that bad was happening in my life. But what happens is when we get in this comfortable state with, you know, things aren't amazing, but they're not bad. And we lose that passion for prayer. The enemy is attacking us and he is winning over our lives and claiming victory in our lives. And when he really sends that big amount of disappointment, we may not be able to handle it because we didn't stay in close connection with God. And so one of the things that I want you to know is that when you have a relationship with God, you need to have an appetite for prayer. You need to stay in prayer because that is your weapon against the enemy. You should pray. We should pray because that is how we protect ourselves. That is how we walk through this life together with God. And that is how we see the hand of God in our lives. A scripture that I wanted to read to you was Ephesians 6 and 18. It says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. This was in Ephesians. And this is when Paul was telling them to protect yourself from the enemy by putting on the full armor of God. And that includes getting in the word. That includes praying to God. That includes having faith in God, putting on the full armor armor of God. And so you're going out in battle every day against the enemy and you are not prepared for battle because you have not practiced an active prayer life. And like I said, one of the reasons it's so important to pray is not only because it helps us to fight the battle against the enemy who is after us. And and like I said, whether you know it or not, the minute you decided to follow Christ, you are now an enemy to the devil. He is your enemy. 
and he is trying to take you out. He's trying to keep you from everything that God wants to do in your life. And so therefore you have to be ready, but you also have to remember that when you're in a relationship, you want to have communion with them. You want to talk with them. You wouldn't be with your family member in the house and never have a conversation with them. And this is how you communicate with God in prayer. And the first thing that we have to remember when we're communicating with God in prayer is this is how he talks to us. This is when God reveals his will for our life. This is when he reveals who he is when we're in prayer. So if you feel like, I don't know God, it's because you're not spending any time with him. You're not sitting still and saying, God, what is your will for my life? What are you trying to say to me? What do you want me to do? You have to get in prayer in order to be able to silence yourself to hear what God is trying to say. You also have to know that when you're in prayer, that's how you talk to God. That's when you vent to God. We like to vent to friends. We like to vent to Facebook or Instagram and put everything out there. But we're not running to the Father, the person who carries our burdens, who knows us inside and out. And he feels like, why won't you talk to me? Why won't you engage with me? I want you to think about it. If you were in a class and the teacher said, you know, this is the lesson. These are the things that I want you to do in this activity right now. Go ahead and start the activity. If you have any questions, if there's something you don't understand, then just let me know. I will come to you and I will walk you through the activity we're about to do. Think how foolish that would be if you did not understand the activity and you never called the teacher. You just sat there. You left the paper blank. You got frustrated. You cried. You got overwhelmed. The teacher is sitting right there and you refuse to raise your hand and tell the teacher, I don't know what I'm doing. I need you to walk me through this activity. But that is how we are with God. God said in his word that he will be there for us to comfort us. As Paul said to the church in Ephesians, he said, pray to God all times, at all times. So the word tells us to pray at all times, yet we still don't pray. Yet we we are like the child sitting in the class who doesn't call on the teacher to help him when the teacher already said, I am here to help you. And the final thing I want to talk about why prayer is so important, it relates to the series that we're in, gold, is because prayer is like sanctification. The more you pray, the more time you spend time with God, the more you look like God, the more you're like Jesus, the more you get to know him and you become more like him, the more time you spend time studying and in prayer. You know the reason that you can easily snap at your coworker? You know the reason you can easily get depressed and triggered when somebody says that they have something that you don't have? You know why you can get so overwhelmed when you're sitting in a pandemic? and your job seems like it's going away, it's because you do not know how to respond as Christ would respond because you have not spent a lot of time with him. And that is what God has constantly told me. You get anxious, Corel. You get overwhelmed, Corel. You feel like prayer doesn't make sense because you think prayer is about you. You think prayer is about you getting what you want when prayer is a way that you have a relationship with me. Prayer is the relationship where I speak to you, where you come to me and you become more like me. Because if my ultimate goal in life is to be more like Christ, don't I want to put myself in a place that's going to sanctify me and make me more like him? You start to become like the people that you hang around. And so if the people you hang around are always cussing, you gonna cuss too. I never used to cuss before I went to college. And when I went to college, I used to hang around so many people that cuss 24-7. Every second I looked that I cussing. Who you hang around is who you become like. 
who you hang around. So if you hang in the presence of your father, the more you would become like Christ. You will hear people say, wow, like so much is going on, but yet you still have peace. Wow, you went through that tough journey, but somehow you still have joy. It's not because I'm perfect. It's not because I have it all together. It's because when I wanted to scream, when I wanted to cry, when I wanted to gossip and tell somebody else, I decided to just sit in prayer and allow God to reveal to me who I am, who he created me to be, and where he wants me to go. So when you are struggling with why should I pray, know that prayer is not going to a genie and trying to get something that you want. It's about allowing God to talk to you. It's about venting to God and talking to him. The Israelites, they ran to idols because when they were in pain, when they were in suffering, instead of talking to God and allowing God to commune with them, they ran to idols and that's what we do. We look to things in the world to fill our happiness, to bring us joy because we don't want to go to God. We say that he should just do it. He should just give me everything I want. And if he doesn't make my life comfortable, if he doesn't give me all of the desires of my heart, then I'm not talking to him because I'm selfish and prayer is about me. And I don't know what he's doing. So I'm going to take matters into my own hand. That is the enemy setting us up for failure. Whenever we take on that attitude, that is the enemy setting us up for failure. And the minute we go down that long road with the enemy doing things our way, we buck up our foot and we realize, you know what? This ain't make no sense. I'm worse than I was before. I needed to just trust God, get in the presence of God, and something may take longer than I thought it would, but I have to know that he knows better. It's like us going in a class and telling the teacher, let me show you how to teach this class. You don't know. You don't know. We need to get in prayer because it's going to help us to be more like Christ, and we want to be more like Christ because, again, our job as Christians is to do God's work in the earth. And God is going to bless us in the earth and he's going to bless us in eternal life. But we have to trust him. So that brings me to the second. The second point I want to bring out is what should I pray? Corel, I kind of understand why now I should pray. But what should I be praying? What should I be praying? And it's going to sound simple. But you should be praying for God's will to be done. You should be praying for God's will to be done. And the reason we don't want to pray for God's will to be done is because we think we know better than God. We think we know better than God. And at least for me, for me, you can answer the question for yourself of, you know, why didn't you always want to pray for God's will? But for me, it's because I felt like God wasn't doing the things that I thought would bring me happiness. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. And the reason I don't know or trust God's hand in my life is because I compare God to humans some point in our life, we go through situations where we feel like I can't trust a human. I can't trust myself. And so therefore, I need to run to something that I feel is going to make me happy because I don't know if God is going to do it. The reason we do not know that God has good plans for us is because we didn't spend any time with him. If a stranger came to you and the stranger said, I don't have $500 now, but next week, I'm going to give you $500. You don't know this stranger. You don't know where they live. You don't know their phone number. You have no idea how to reach them. Do you really think that they're going to randomly find you next week and give you $500? No. You'll probably go and try to get yourself. But if your mother, who you've known your whole life, who you spend time with, who you have a good relationship with, whose number you know, who you know where she lives, you may even live with her, 
you know if she says, I will give you $500 next week, you can bet that that's going to be there. In fact, if she forgets, you will call her and say, don't don't forget, you tell me you was, you know, going to give me the $500. That's, that's the kind of, because we have, we that familiar. But we don't have a relationship with God. So we don't trust that he's going to do it. We don't even know where to find him. And even if we knew where to find him, we do not have the boldness to come to him and say, you know, I'm coming back to you and I'm pressing into you because I know you promised this. I know that this was you. I know it was your voice that I was hearing. I know it was you who was speaking to me because I spent time with you. I'm not confused with, did I hear it? Did I really hear God say that? No, I've spent so much time with you. I know your voice. I, my office is in a shared space. And so sometimes when people come in the lobby, I try to play a game with myself of, who is that in the lobby? Because some people, you know, living on an island, it's a small island. So often, you know, a lot of the same people. So even if the person isn't coming to me, I almost can pick up the voice and be like, that's so and so and I'm not seeing their face. When you have a relationship with God, that's how it is. I know him so well that I know what he wants. I know that he wants good things for my life. And I know he's making the way even when I can't see it. I know he's making the way. Talking about knowing someone, when you know God and you know his will you know what to pray also not only like I want to pray God's will but you know what God's will would be you know that if a dude don't love Jesus like I'm not I'm not bringing him in your life like that's foolishness I'm not I'm not doing that I'm not I'm not I'm not about that life so you could pray for that but psh, that's not gonna happen but when you know who God is and you know that God told you no I am going to you know, make the way for you to be an entrepreneur. No, I am going to make the way for you to have children, whatever it is that God promised you. I'm not sure what God promised you, but when you have that relationship with him, you know what he stands for and what he doesn't stand for. Just to give you a practical example, when I was younger in the 12th grade, I wanted to go to a sleepover on prom night. Uh, my mom is a pastor's wife. My dad's a pastor. They are holy people of the Lord. And I thought, you know, they gonna go for it because I'm gonna tell them the story and, you know, they gonna let me sleep out on prom night. Um, even if your parents aren't pastors, they probably know what the connotation for prom night is. And I did have a boyfriend. And so they're like, you ain't slick. So I was like, yeah, her cousins are going to be the chaperones. Let me go. And my mom was like, oh, heck no, you not going. So, no, at first she told me to ask my dad. So I was like, cool, cool, cool. So I asked my dad. My dad is like none the wiser. Um, and he's like, sure, like, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. I was like, cool. I started packing my bag. I was like, yes, I'm sleeping out on prom night. My mom was like, where are you going? I was like, um, dad told me that I could sleep out. So, you know, psh, see you later. And she was like, you are not sleeping out on no prom night. I was like, oh, what? All of my friends are going to be there. She was like, you are not doing it. But had I known, had I known my mom, like I know, know my mom, then I would have known that I would have never fly with her sleeping out on prom night. The next day was Mother's Day and I was like silent treatment all day. Like I still f don't forget it. She's like, do you remember that time you did not speak to me on Mother's Day? Because I was so upset. But isn't that what we do with God? You know God not going to do the little foolishness that you're trying to get. Like he is not about that life. And you still go and ask for it. And then you don't get it. And then you pout. And then you don't talk to him. You don't talk to him. What we have to learn how to pray is, God, what is your will? Let your will be done in my life. And there's so many scriptures that we try to manipulate for our own doing. Where it says, you know, ask and you shall receive. You know, continue to ask of the Lord. If you ask it, God will give it to you. But one of the scriptures 
that I wanted to read was John 14, 11 to 14. And it says, believe me, and this is from the Message Bible, believe me, I am in my Father and my Father is in me. If you can't believe that, and this is Jesus talking to his disciples, if you can't believe that, believe what you see, these works. The persons who trust me, and that's the thing, we don't trust God. We don't trust God because we had some run in with somebody that we couldn't trust. So we don't trust God to know that God is going to do it in our lives. And he says, the person who trusts me will not only do what I am doing, but even greater things because I am on my way to the father and I'm giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it from now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am. Take that to Jesus along the lines of who I am. If what we are asking for, God knows it's coming from a selfish place. And sometimes we ask for godly things. You know, like, God, I want a godly husband, a godly family, a godly wealth, generational godly wealth. God's like, that ain't nothing but an idol. You ain't looking for nothing but an idol. You want fame. I want a ministry, Lord, a ministry, Jesus. You want fame. Don't do not do it. Just, just be real. Like, I know your heart. Like, you could play. Like, God's like, who are you trying to play? You need to act it according to my will. According to my will. He says, in the lines of who I am and what I am doing, I'll do it. That's how the father will be seen for who he is in the son. I mean it. Whatever you request in this way, whatever. That's why I love the message version. Whatever you request in this way. So if you request for God's will to be done, even if it's something that comes to you first and you say, you know what? I'm giving it to you, God. God, your will be done. If this is what you have for me, your will be done then God will bring it to pass if it is his will. But we have to always remember that we're giving it over to him. We're saying, God, whatever your will is, then I accept it. I receive it. I receive your will. When we were younger, my brother's godmother would always say, "Um, I will pick you all up after school. God's willing. And I'm like, I'm going to the grocery store. See you when I come back. God's willing. Why do you keep saying that? Like, stop it. Like, she would say it every time and it was like so annoying. And then I realized that she is saying, you know, my life is not in my hands. And the only reason I am going to return and see you at the end of the day, if it's God's will for me to be here after that. And that was so powerful to me to know that God's will was so strong in her life that even if God didn't want her return after the end of the day, she was fine with it because she knew that her life was in God's hands. And that's the point we have to get to, you know, that if it's God's will, it's going to happen. I was sharing a testimony earlier today about how my mother and I wrote down a vision for something I wanted to do in my company. And we wrote the vision down. We wrote the details, who we would have to ask to come on board. And we kind of just left it. Um, I'm not sure why I didn't pick it up when I came back. I think I just started to deal with clients because I had had so many months off um, dealing with so many things that we had going on during that season. And when I was talking to my mother yesterday. I was talking about, you know, the business and moving forward and realized that the company that brought us on to do this project that we're doing now, we're actually doing the same exact thing my mother and I wrote down less than a year later. And I had to do nothing. Like we thought we were going to have to pitch. We're going to have to beg them. We were going to try and find a way of how this was going to be done, how it would get paid for, how we would get paid for doing it. And God did it all with us just writing the vision down and leaving it to him. And that's what I want you to do. If you feel like I'm hearing something, I'm not sure it's me. I'm not sure it's God. You write it down. You pray about it and you leave it to God. And if it's his will, he will bring it to pass. And then sometimes there are things that God has told you 
I want you to do this. And you never even thought about doing it. But he's saying, I want you to do it. And then you just pray about it. And you say, God, give me the courage. Give me the wisdom. Give me the ability. And then I will go forth and do it. The last point that I want to give you, why should we pray if God is in ultimate control? The last point is how to pray. Practically how to pray. And I've, I've thought about that a lot because we lead a Zoom session with Transformation Church every Sunday. And at the end of every session, we just come together and pray. And I'm always like, who wants to pray? Does somebody else want to pray today? I, you know, I pray every week. I mean, someone can volunteer, just saying. And they're all like, no, you got it. I don't need to pray. No, I'm good. And I'm like, what? Like, why don't you want to pray? And I think what it may be is sometimes people are a little afraid to pray in public because it's like, well, I know how I pray in private, but I don't want someone to say that when I prayed in public that I did it wrong. So, you know, you got it. And there was this TikTok video that came out and this girl, she was saying, when you let your ratchet friends who just came to Christ pray. And she was like, can I pray? She was like, God, you know that you and I roll super duper heavy. And I just like I just like how you the homie and how you always come through for me, you know, and my friends, these are such good friends. They're like Shadrach, Meshach, and that Billy Goat. And he was she was like, No, that's it's not the Billy Goat. <laughs> a Bendigo, no. And so it was just it was a funny thing, but I think that that's what people feel like. I think they feel like that's how I'm gonna be in prayer, because maybe that's how you talk to God. And that that's the first thing that I want to talk about when you how you pray. You can pray, like, how are you talking right now? You can pray. You It doesn't have to be all holy of the, God, I come before your throne. Like, if that's how you want to pray, that's fine. But the first thing is this. You can literally just talk to God. Sometimes when I'm driving in a car, sometimes, sometimes I'm walking around, sometimes I'm doing dishes. You can pray to God wherever and however you please. So that's the first thing. You can pray wherever and however you please. I do think that there is wisdom in finding a secret place to talk to God. And I don't know if you've ever watched War Room, but she cleaned out her closet. And in 2016, that's what I did. I cleaned out my closet and I wrote down my prayers and I put them on the prayer wall. And I've actually seen God bring forth manifestation with a lot of those prayers that I wrote on that prayer wall. And God is just, God is just so able. I remember putting my sister on that prayer wall before she was married. She's now been married for like two years. I remember putting productions that I wanted to, to do on the prayer wall. I think we were doing a production one time and there was this big hurricane threatening to hit our island. And I was like, God, I don't know what other time we will do this. I really want it to happen. I remember scholarships that I applied for and I was chosen for that I had on that wall. There were so many things, books that I wanted to write, um, trips I wanted to take, places I wanted to go, safety for other people, just things God wanted to do in other people's lives. Um, I think I had another friend in there about praying for God sending the person they were supposed to be with and they're married now. Praying for children. Yeah, definitely had on the wall uh, friends who were having struggles with um, miscarriages and infertility, praying for them to have children. And one of those friends, I think they have two children now. So I just remember, yes, they have two children. So putting those things on that wall were things that I've done. So I've seen God really come forth with the prayers, but I wanted to come back to point one where I say the enemy will attack you. And so I know in the season of last year, I was in the prayer closet a lot, especially when my brother had really gotten sick. And after my brother passed, I had not spent a lot of time in the, in the prayer room. And I believe it's because I got discouraged. And sometimes when we get in a season where we're in pain and we're hurting and we can't understand why God did something, we kind of turn away from God when really we should run to him. 
And it's been a journey of, you know, understanding God's timing, understanding God's will. What I want us to realize is not always going to be easy, but God always knows best. And one of the things God reminded me of is on that same prayer wall that I started in 2016, I always prayed for my brother's salvation, for him to accept Christ and to know Christ. And that is something that God answered. He accepted Christ before he passed away. And so even when we think God isn't answering our prayers, he really is. And it may not be the way that we wanted him to answer it. But a lot of times, especially if it's according to his will and God wants his children to come to him. And so that was according to God's will. Um, But him living on earth after he accepted Christ was not a part of God's will. And that's just something that was a hard pill to swallow, but something to accept. So I want to remind you to get in a secret place if you have a secret place. But even if you don't, you could pray on a walk. You could pray while you're driving in your car. You can pray anywhere. That's just a time where you can really get before God's throne and really pour out your heart to him. And so there is an acronym and I'm going to put this in the show notes below. And the acronym for pray, I have P, praise and give thanks. R is repent. A is ask God to reveal his will and why your needs and your neighbor's needs. P, praise and give thanks. And that means when we get in the presence of God, that we're just giving him thanks and we're praising him for who he is. Before we start asking for anything, the first thing is just to praise God for who he is. Thank you, God, for being great. Thank you, God, for being such a wonderful father, for being the giver of life, for being a comforter, for being my peace when things are you know overwhelming and and when you get into worship that could be worship music that could just be worship of you calling out to god but i like to play worship music i like to play worship music like i said maverick city is the plug right now so just getting in that in that space and really just giving god thanks for who he is and then the next one r is repent we are sinners we are born in a sinful world but as i said on the last podcast we're always growing and maturing so we're hoping that we're not doing the same sins that we were doing 10 years ago, but there's still some things that God is working on, especially in our heart. So before we come before the throne, so our prayers won't be hindered, we should always ask God to forgive us, forgive us of our sins, forgive us of the things that we have done. Just because we know that we are not perfect, we know that you know, there's more for us to do. There's more growing for us to do. And and as those impurities come out, as he's refining us as gold, we're telling him, God, I know that I made mistakes. I know that I'm not worthy, but I just want to repent before you. The next one is ask God to reveal his will. So sometimes in prayer, it's just silence. It's literally just sitting there being silent, just silently listening to God. I write in my journal things that I hear from God, things that I hear God is saying, Um, I allow God to bring things to me in terms of things that he has blessed me with. And that's how I write my gratitude journal every morning saying thank you for those things. So I just stay silent and God brings things to my memory. And sometimes it may seem small to thank God for being able-bodied and to see, but I am so thankful because I am such an active person. I like to be all over the place and allowing me to be able-bodied, to see, to hear, to smell, to taste. I appreciate that. And when you're in the silence, God brings sometimes the things that may seem simple because I do not think that's a simple gift that he gives every day. And sometimes he reveals 
amazing things to you when you sit in silence. So I'm just so thankful for that time. So ask God to reveal his will. Reveal what you want in my life. Remember what we're praying. We're praying God's will. But we can't pray God's will if we're not sitting down and listening to him. And one of the things that we're going to talk about next week about getting in the word and studying the word, you don't know what he's saying if we haven't really spent time in his word. So just sitting down and being silent and asking him to reveal his will. And that's the A. And the last one, the Y, is your needs and your neighbor's needs. The reason I said needs and not wants is because we should always allow God to, like we said, sanctify us in prayer so that when we come asking for things, we're asking for the things that he would want for our lives. And if we're not sure, you ask for it. And then you say, but God, let your will be done. I'm not sure if you want me to have children, but let your will be done. I trust that it's good and that you're going to have it. I'm not sure that you want me to be wealthy, wealthy, like super duper wealthy. (laughs) But if it's your will, then let it go on ahead and be done. I'm not sure if you are calling me to be a missionary, but if it is your will, then let it be done. I'm not sure that you asking me to move back to LA, but you know, if it is your will, let it be done. And so, and that's how we should pray. That's how we should pray. We should praise and give thanks. We should repent, ask God to reveal his will. And we should pray for the our needs and our neighbor's needs. Interceding, praying for others. I talked to you about the people that I had on the prayer wall. So it's not only about my prayers. And what I do when I pray, I actually pray for others before I pray for myself. Because, you know, we can get in that laundry list of, oh, God, yeah, and can you do this? And can you do that? And then that too. And then I've been here for hours and I'm tired. So I'm gone. So I tend to pray for others before I pray for myself. And that's kind of the last thing that I do in prayer. And one of the scriptures that will remind you that, this is how prayer should go and this is what I should be doing when I pray is Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And this is where Jesus said, pray like this, our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us of our sins. We repenting as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation but rescue us from the evil one. So we're asking him something. We're asking him. We're giving him our needs. We're saying to God, these are our needs. We're coming before his throne. We're praying this prayer. So you give praise and thanks. You repent. Forgive us of our sins. You ask him, reveal your will. May your will be done. Reveal your will. I'm asking you to reveal your will. And then why? Lead us not into temptation. Rescue us from evil. God, don't let any evil thing come upon me. Let your will be done in my life. Help me to do the things you want me to do. But that is how we pray. So if you ever, ever want to remember, how does God want me to pray? He said it in his word, Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And so I hope that this blessed you today. I hope that it helped you in your way of prayer. If you were listening to this and you enjoyed it and you felt like this gave you the extra boost you needed when coming before God and praying and understanding the importance of prayer. And like we said, sanctification is such a big part of prayer. Just so we, we get in prayer so we could be more like Christ. So we could 
have that relationship with him and such a beautiful relationship it can be. And we can't have a relationship with someone if we don't talk to them. So so prayer isn't about asking God for something. It's about talking to the person that we're doing life with, the best person that we could ever do life with. And so I hope this blessed your soul. You can get at me at Pinder 1908 on Instagram. Pinder, tag me. Let me know if you listened to this episode, if you loved it. Share it with a friend. Tell a friend about it. Don't forget to leave a rating or a review. We appreciate you and we can't wait to see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.